On today's show, Damian Lillard is playing at such a high level right now, but will we even see him for a full playoff series? The Miami Heat know how to stop Joel Embiid. What? Is that possible? And Yanis Tetokounmpo almost pooped on the court. His words, not mine. So many games with playoff implications, and I've got an announcement at the end of this show. I'm Taz Mellis, and this is what you need to know in the NBA for Friday, May 14th. Happy Friday, everybody. It's going to be a wild weekend in the NBA. Almost every single one of the 20 teams that will play beyond Sunday's regular season don't know which seed they'll end up with. And we still have 21 teams alive for those spots. Let's start with easily what was the game of the night from Thursday and its playoff implications. It's from the Western Conference where it's guaranteed to be a bloodbath once these playoffs get going. Not much you can guarantee in the NBA, but you can't argue that. Number six seeded Portland at number two seeded Phoenix. Looked like the Suns had this game late. Cameron Payne, good little story, good little guard representing for all the little quick guards out there. Almost out of the league at one point, came off the bench and gave the Suns 11 fourth quarter points. He had 21 overall. Suns up nine midway through the queue as they try and catch Utah for the one seed. But then, Damian Lillard with some wild shot making. Seriously, wild. Stopping, starting, floating shots in from 24 feet, the hesitation type stuff. We have got Dame in that serious playoff mode going hard on both ends defensively as well. He played the whole second half and went 9 of 10 in the fourth for 24 points. In the fourth alone, 24 big ones. The bubble and Portland's strange season last year prevented us from seeing this Dame but we're getting him now late this season. But will he be in the play-in tournament? Will Will we only see him for a game or two? Well, sit down and bite your nails as I explain the end of this game, which has crazy playoff implications for the Blazers. They could have sealed their spot to get out of the play-in tournament, but bad free throw shooting on both sides made it crazy. Phoenix's Dario Saric missed three of four free throws in the final minute, but he was bailed out by another free throw misser, the Blazers' Robert Covington, who missed two with five seconds left, so that opened the door. Phoenix down one. Devin Booker drove, got a questionable call with .9 seconds left. The Blazers challenged, it was upheld, and Booker hit two free throws to give Phoenix the one-point lead. Then the refs added time to the clock after that was all done and made it 2.4 seconds. Portland lost their timeout on the challenge, and Terry Stotts, head coach of the Blazers, said he wouldn't have challenged if there was 2.4 on the clock, keeping a timeout. The 2.4 wasn't enough for a great shot from the end of the floor. Phoenix wins. Dame had 41. The Blazers can't finish lower than 7th, and maybe that's one change we'll see in the format for next season. Maybe the tournament is just there to see who gets into the 8th spot. And maybe I'm just looking at the Western Conference and how it's all playing out because, yes, I would like to see whether it's the Blazers or the Lakers or the Mavs who will finish 7th. I'd like to see them for a full playoff series. And it gives a little bit more value to the regular season if you have all seven teams uh, that finish the top of the conference make it into the playoffs. But you still get your play-in tournament if it's just for the eighth seed. Just a thought. With Portland's loss, the Lakers can still avoid the play-in tournament. That's if the Lakers beat the Pacers Saturday and then they'll go into Sunday with the chance to jump into sixth or fall to seventh in the play-in tournament if they beat the Pelicans and the Blazers lose to the Nuggets. They need all that to happen. But does... Nikola Jokic play in that game against the Blazers on Sunday. The Nuggets are currently fourth and would need help from the Clippers losing to move up to third. 
Uh, but the Nuggets may be happier to finish fourth and likely face the Mavericks. And the Clippers may not even give that help by winning out versus Houston and OKC. A wild weekend to come. What about in the East? The Sixers had a chance to clinch the number one seed, but were mopped by the Miami Heat on national TV. The Sixers will clinch it over the weekend when they just have to beat Orlando in one of two games at home. The more worrisome part for the Sixers was how the Heat were able to take Joel Embiid out of the game. When Joel Embiid got the ball in the post area... And out to the mid-range, he had a guy in front of him, a guy under the rim ready to help, and then a guy up top already leaving his man a little bit ready to dig. Jimmy Butler doing that in the photo we're showing if you're watching on YouTube. The Heat were begging Embiid to pass with that defense, begging him. And they're a special team that's ready to scramble. Uh, But that defensive format can also limit his free throw opportunities if he does pass out instead of taking a guy one-on-one and drawing fouls. And that's where he lives most games, at the line. He had only one free throw in this game. The Heat cause problems. The bubble Heat are alive and well as they fight to try and get into fourth in the Eastern Conference. Incredible part of this game. 40-year-old, 18-year man, Udonis Haslam, made his season debut. Now, with three games left and his three minutes on the floor, he just played three minutes, were even more amazing. He got a standing ovation from some fans and Heat executives as he entered the game. He hit his only two shots. And then he got into it with Dwight Howard and was ejected. (laughs) The true six fouls or just get ejected type guy. Uh, Udonis Haslam really got into it with Dwight Howard. Heat culture, going to be tough to beat this team in the playoffs. Udonis Haslam has embodied that for his 18 years in the NBA. Gotta love him. The Heat stayed alive in that battle for the four seed and home court advantage with the win. But the teams they are battling with also won. The Hawks control that spot. They beat the Magic handily Thursday and just have to beat the league-worst Houston Rockets to lock into that four seed and get a home court series where they've been so good. They've won 10 straight and 18 of their last 20 at home. I might go down for a playoff game. What? Sounds weird coming out of my mouth. I almost don't believe it. almost don't think it's going to happen. The Knicks are still alive in that 4-5-6 trio of spots with the Heat and Hawks. That'll be decided this weekend. They were able to hang on to the Spurs in a finish where Julius Randle got a favorable whistle on a late play. I didn't like the call. He's a tough guy to officiate as well as he initiates a lot of contact. The whistles may lessen a bit for him in the playoffs when refs tend to allow more contact. And he'll probably Julius handle it well in his first playoff appearance. He's been too good all year. The Spurs, who the Knicks beat, are now locked in as the West's final play-in tourney team with the Warriors and Grizzlies. And then one of the Lakers, Blazers, or Mavericks who control their own destiny with games versus the Raptors and Timberwolves this weekend. They can do what they want. The Dallas Mavericks can. Strange aside here about the Mavericks. Don't know if you read this story because it didn't get a lot of coverage, but their owner, Mark Cuban, on Dallas radio a couple days ago implied that Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic weren't great friends off the floor. And they had a couple dust-ups as well. That was implied anyway, comparing it to... To Dirk and Jason Terry is what Mark Cuban did, saying those guys weren't the best of friends initially, but then they became friends. And then Porzingis had to respond saying he didn't know what Cuban was talking about. Maybe it's not a big story. Maybe that's why it didn't get big coverage, uh, because it's not much. It strikes me as weird, I guess, because I'm listening to Shattered, the podcast about the Knicks' recent history and how Kristaps Porzingis asked out of New York. Just found it an odd thing to say by Cuban, because he is so supportive of his stars. And so smart, having done this for so long. I'm really looking forward to watching Porzingis in the playoffs. In the East, the Bulls are the only team alive on the outside looking in 
in either conference. They beat Toronto to keep their hopes alive, but they'll need to win out and have the Wizards lose out over the weekend in order to take Washington's spot. The Kings lost to the Grizzlies Thursday, and that means the Kings have now missed the playoffs for 15 straight years. That ties the longest postseason drought in NBA history with the Clippers from 77 to 1991. The Clippers beat the Hornets and Nick Batum's return to Charlotte. Their battle with the Nuggets for third in the West will go into the weekend. And Yanis Tetskumpo had 40 points for the Bucks in a win over Indiana. And that 40 included a big dunk where he flexed. And it kind of looked like he was trying to push something out. And then Yanis took to social media after the game to add the caption to the photo, I almost pooped. Yanis's girlfriend Mariah announced they are having their second child soon. And one of the marvels about being a parent, as Yanis knows, is watching a child push out their poop. So maybe Yanis was in dad mode right there, thinking about his son, Liam. And I have an announcement as well. This will be the last episode of What You Need to Know for the season. want to thank all of you out there for listening and watching. Thanks to JD, who has put in the work with me here every single morning. We've done 92 episodes since January. I'm sure it's been a part of uh, everybody's morning uh, uh, who've, who've watched the show anyways. It's been uh, really, really fun to do. So thanks to everybody involved, along with the No Dunks crew. Skeet's making the thumbnail every day and the other guys supporting the show. Uh, the reason we're stopping, well, I don't really think it makes as much sense going into the playoffs where I'll be able to dig into the daily show a lot more and get in-depth into the playoffs. And also... Uh, we get to sleep a little bit more, JD. Let's be honest. Um, a little transparency here. Uh, and also, uh, I want you guys to, to provide feedback on the show and uh, what we do here at No Dunks going forward. So please email us, nodunksattheathletic.com. Tweet us, tweet me personally, hit me up. Uh, I, I do read them all and I do uh, want all of your feedback. So thanks to everybody involved. Make sure you check out the full No Dunks episode here on Friday, The Drop. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody.